Well, good morning. Welcome to Noah's Window. I think I mentioned uh, once before, perhaps, that Mary Alice is kind of the producer of Noah's Window. She does all the editing. And so when we were into this project of looking at some of the worship songs that we do at New Spring and, and looking at the scriptures behind them, I asked Mary Alice, I said, well, pick some for me. And she's so sweet to me. She picked some of my favorites. I've been looking forward to doing this one for a long time. Every song we do at New Spring is great. And I love every every one of them. But to me, this one is very, very special. The title of it is simply Redeemer. And, you know, here we are. We're, I'm taping these in August, and it's been a while for me. My memory kind of fades a little bit, but I'm pretty sure we did this for Easter. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, when we were taking the 60-minute the Easter service and reducing it to a 30-minute television broadcast, I'm pretty sure we picked the song because it is such a massive, massive song that we sing. And every time we sing it at New Spring, it just speaks to my heart. So if you'll let me for just a moment, I'd like to read the lyrics of it because it is so great. And these, these, are, these are lengthy lyrics, but they're sure worth looking at today. The, it be, the song begins with, who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who told the ocean you can only come this far? Time out. For those of you who love to study your Bible, you might be getting a clue where this is coming from. This is coming from the end of the book of Job. Remember that Job uh, was a great godly person, but Satan came against him. In fact, Satan accused Job of only serving God for what he could get out of it. And so God had said, all right, then you can, you can touch his, you can take his possessions. And then ultimately God said, you can touch his body, but you can't take his life. And that plunged Job into suffering like perhaps no human other than Jesus has ever suffered. Well, when you get to the end of the book of Job, God appears to Job and asks him a lot of questions because Job, Job is feeling like he's, he's been mistreated by God, which he's been mistreated by the devil. He doesn't understand what's going on. But Job gets a little full of himself toward the end, telling God that, you know, he really could run things a little better than God could in, in a few, few areas. And that's when God shows up and asks Job all these questions. And so who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? Who told the ocean you can only come this far? Who showed the moon where to hide until the evening? Uh, whose words alone can catch a falling star? Well, these are very similar to the questions that God asked Job at the end of the book of Job. So we're getting a clue that this song has a lot to do with what happened in the life of Job. Hold on to that. The chorus said, well, I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. All creation testifies. This life within me cries. I know my Redeemer lives. Then the next verse says, the very same God that spins things in orbit runs to the weary, the worn and the weak, and the same gentle hands that hold me when I'm broken, they conquer death to bring me victory. And now the chorus again, now I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. Let all creation testify. Let this life within me cry. I know my Redeemer lives. And then the bridge. He lives to take away my shame and he lives forever. I'll proclaim that the payment for my sin was the precious life he gave. But now he's alive and there's an empty grave. And I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. Let all creation uh, testify. And let this life within me cry. I know my Redeemer lives. Now, as I shared with you, the first song kind of talks about the questions that God asks Job at the end of the book of Job, in which God was saying, Job, I've got everything under control. But then the answer comes back, I know my Redeemer lives. That's what I want to talk about today. Because 
that line, I know my Redeemer lives, comes from the 19th chapter of Job, where Job will say, I know my Redeemer lives. But what you, what really blesses me is that Job didn't say, I know my Redeemer lives at the end of the book when God had brought him out of all of his suffering and restored everything he lost. Job said, I know my Redeemer lives at the worst part of his life when he didn't know anything else for sure. With your permission, I would like to just take you through a little part of Job 19, the things that Job said right before he got to that expression, I know my Redeemer lives. He's talking to his friends. And of course, his friends don't understand. They're blaming him, telling him he must have done something wrong and he should confess his sin and then God would relieve him of his of his guilt. Well, of course, that wasn't why Job was suffering. We know why. Job chapter one and two, Satan had that interchange with God. So Job is saying to his friends, uh, how long will you torture me? How long will you try to crush me with your words? You've already insulted me 10 times. And then Job goes to talk about what his life has become, you know, after all of these long bouts of suffering. And at this time, he's lost all of his material wealth. He's got this physical condition that is that's just wasting his body and he lives in pain 24 hours a day. So here's what Job says. He says, this, this is what my life is like right now. I cry help, but no one answers me. I protest, but there's no justice. Man, my heart breaks when I see these words in verse nine. I'm finished. And he said, God has uprooted my hope like a fallen tree. I think I taught this uh, back in 2007 or I think it was 2008. I did a series called Silence on Job. And I remember these words really, really weighing heavy on me. Job said, my relatives stay far away and my friends have turned, turned against me. My family is gone and my close friends have forgotten me. My servants and maids consider me a stranger. I'm like a foreigner to them. When I call my servant, he doesn't come. I have to plead with him. And then verse 17, he said, my breath is repulsive to my wife. I am rejected by my own family. My close friends detest me. Those I love have turned against me. I have been reduced, and here's where the expression comes from that we say sometimes, I've been reduced to skin and bones. <laughs> you know, we, don't, we wouldn't think of those kinds of words uh, prefacing one of the greatest testimonies of faith in the Bible, but they do. After Job has said all those things and many other things about how painful his life is, in verse 25, he said, but as for me, I know my Redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at the last. And after my body has decayed, yet in my body, I will see God. I will see him for myself. Yes, I will see him with my own eyes. And then he said, I'm overwhelmed at the thought. At a point in his life where Job didn't have anything that he could hold on for sure to, I mean, Everything had been taken away pretty much. It just his wife was left, but in her grief, she was telling him he may as well just curse God and die. His friends turned against him and you heard the other things that he said. Yet in that difficult time, Job said, I know one thing for sure. I know my Redeemer lives. And he said, this could kill me. This could take me out. But if it takes me out, I know that I'm still gonna be me in the life to come. And I'm going to be my own person and be in my own skin. And I'm going to give God glory and praise. I know my Redeemer lives. Well, today, as with many other songs we sing at New Spring, this, this song speaks to our life about what we don't know and what we do know. 
it could be that maybe you're not going through as dark a valley as Job, but you're going through a dark valley right now. Maybe, maybe like Job, it's affecting your family relationships, or it could be like Job, it's affecting your health, or, or just your emotional health of not knowing what's going to happen in the future. But here's what we do know. We know that our Redeemer lives. It is interesting to me that Job picked the term Redeemer because the idea of Redeemer well, it carries with it the concept of buying back something that's been lost or something that's been forfeited. And that is what Jesus did for us on the cross. You know, we had lost our souls because we were born in sin. We were born to Adam and Eve. And because of that, we were born in, with a fallen nature. And then beyond that, we've added sins to what we were born with. But God didn't want to let us be lost forever. And so he sent Jesus Christ into our world to be our redeemer, to purchase us, to buy us back. And that's what the cross is all about. Jesus is buying us back so that we can be forever redeemed, purchased, and be God's children. And whatever we go through in this life, it's temporary. Because for, if, we have put our, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we belong to God. And we may go through dark times down here, but the best is yet to come. You know, I, I wanna just end this Noah's window by asking you if you've ever allowed God to redeem you. You know, that's something that we have to do. I mean, even though Jesus' payment on the cross was big enough for every human being who's ever been born, the Bible tells us most people won't take advantage of that. So if you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life to be your redeemer, you know, Job said, I know my redeemer lives. If you've never invited him to be your redeemer, you can do that right now. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So even right now in Noah's window, wherever you are, you say, Mark, I'm driving. I can't close my eyes and pray. You don't have to close your eyes. You just talk to God. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And this is a prayer that asks Jesus to be your redeemer. And if you'll pray it with me, I'll pray it slowly so you can say each line from your heart. Then God will hear your prayer. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I'm flawed and broken. And I can't save myself. But I believe Jesus died on the cross to redeem me. I believe his blood paid for my sin. I believe he arose from the grave. And since Jesus is alive, I want him as my redeemer and king. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just pray with me, I have a gift I wanna give you. And all you have to do is just text the word PRAYED, P-R-A-Y-E-D to 97,000. One more time, text PRAYED, the word PRAYED, P-R-A-Y-E-D to 97,000. And if you'll do that, there'll be some questions you can answer that'll give us the information that'll get this gift out to you. It's a gift box. It's got a Bible in it, a book I wrote that'll answer a lot of questions, a journal, and some other cool things. And we want to get this out to you. And we want to take the first steps with you in following Jesus. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. We've enjoyed talking about some songs that we sing at New Spring that have the Bible for a foundation. And we're having a great time. In fact, Mary Alice, as I said, who produces this, she was talking to me right before she turned the camera on. She said, you know, we're really enjoying this. And we are. Hope to see you very soon. Hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you again on Noah's Window.